Welcome to the Upside Podcast, powered by Upside Global and hosted by Julian Blinn, founder and CEO of Upside Global. The Upside Podcast is listened to weekly by over 6,000 sports and tech executives from all sports leagues and teams in the United States and around the world. Julian has been developing technologies for professional sports teams for over 10 years and has worked for major tech companies along with sports tech startups. In each episode, Julian interviews global leaders in sports to share knowledge on emerging technology in the sports industry and how these technologies can help improve the performance of individuals and organizations both on and off the playing field. And now here's your host, Julian Blinn. Today we have the honor to interview Adam Morrow, MBA, CSCS, President of Baseball at FlexPro Grip, a new tech and sports performance training company designed to help athletes overcome elbow and forearm injuries. So, Adam, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Julian. I've been looking forward to this for a while. No, that's great. I'm, I'm glad you're on the show. So, hey, Adam, so what I want to talk to you about today, first we'll talk about your background and where you come from, and uh, we'll talk about your company and product, and then we'll go over the benefits for team to use your product, uh, and then we'll discuss your business model as well as your plan for the next 12 months, as it sounds. Great. Yeah, that sounds like an awesome plan. Great. So, hey, Adam, uh, could you start by telling us about your background? Yeah, uh, I was a baseball player, uh, kind of the yep. classic entry into the uh, business side of the sports world. I played, I was an infielder. Ultimately, I blew out my shoulder and that mm. sidetracked my career, derailed it to an extent. Yep. It effectively made me realize that nobody wants a five foot 11 first baseman. Uh, they'd much prefer a super athletic middle infielder. Uh, mm -hmm. So when my shoulder couldn't handle that throw anymore, I realized the writing was kind of on the wall that I needed a career move. But my kind of personal competitive advantage in sport had always been my uh, personal research, uh, adoption of training modalities, or trying to find any edge that I could from the way I thought about the game or for the way that I train myself to prepare for the game. And naturally, uh, I came to the crossroads of, do I want to coach? Do I want to get into performance training? Yeah. I went the performance training route, had a facility in New Orleans uh, called the New Orleans Sports Performance Institute, operated that for a few years, but that really never felt like enough uh, based on all the athletes that were coming into the facility. It was always, how do I throw harder? How do I get healthier? And usually a mixture of those two. And um, so many of those, how do I get healthier questions came from athletes that had elbow issues. Yeah. And with me not being a doctor, I I was a business major. So as my partner, we were both business majors. And yeah. this was just stuff we were passionate about. We love sports. Um, and we just wanted to give these athletes the best chance they could to pursue their careers professionally or make mm -hmm. it as far as they could and we just started calling upon different people in our network and they knew that everything they gave us was just going to turn into a well why is that the case how do you know that where'd you get that information from and consequently they just started sending us articles and then we started connecting our own dots and then asking mm -hmm. new questions and lo and behold we quickly learned that nobody really had awesome answers for why UCL tears were happening, mm -hmm. but a lot of people had some theories and 
it led us to the four-ish year project of creating Flex Pro Grip. It all started with just trying to get athletes to come train at our gym. And it turned into creating a grip testing and training device to help athletes reduce the risk of UCL tears in the baseball world, but then uh, can be used in the physical therapy world, uh, occupational therapy, tennis elbow, a, a host of different applications. And it just started because we wanted to find out why elbow injuries happened. Yeah, and it's amazing. I mean, I, and I mean, you build a hardware product, which is probably the hardest thing to build as opposed <laughs> to software, right? So, and I work on both sides, and I feel like hardware is always you got the design, the look and feel, and then the software. So, uh, tell us about you know what does the product does, how does it work, and how hard it was to build a product because I'm assuming you got different ideation of it, right? Oh my gosh, yeah, it's it's really hard when we get the question of like, what version of the product are you on now? Yeah. Uh, I mean, to the market, we're we're on version two, but internally, my gosh, it's we got to be over 15 versions or something yeah. like that, just because nothing ever seems good enough. Right. When you when you create something, you're always striving for perfection. Yeah. And if one little thing doesn't seem right, you always want to level it up, especially yeah. because we're combining hardware and software with what we do. Yeah. But um, I know not everybody will get to watch this, but I've got the Flex Pro Grip with me here. So it's a grip testing and training device that you wear on the back of your hand. Yeah. For anybody who's like a child of the 90s or a little bit earlier, you can kind of picture of it or you can picture Flex Pro Grip like a Bowflex machine on the back of your hand. Mm-hmm. But instead of like the bendy rods, we use carbon fiber tubes. And those effectively work as force plates for us. Uh, The amount of displacement that you get on those rods uh, translates to how much force you are producing just by the displacement. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you can kind of like simplify this down to force plates that you wear on the back of your hands that we can get different finger actions. So both flexion, which is pulling down, extension, which is pressing up with the fingers, and then side to side with the wrist for ulnar and radial deviation. And then all of that data communicates with an app that you will download on your phone, iPad, and it communicates through Bluetooth low energy. Uh, From there, we have all your workout programs, what your training should look like, setting up target forces, how long you should hold each exercise, time under tension, and then uh, we have a dashboard as well. Uh, so managers, physiotherapists, athletic trainers, whoever's in charge of the data or managing a team can control all of that in one place. Now, can I ask you, uh, I'm sure to you, but what types of metrics you mentioned? It's almost like you're putting a force plate in the back of your hand. Yeah. Can you summarize the different metrics that you guys measure today? Yeah. Um, So starting with uh, like the force side of things, uh, one of the things that's kind of unique that um, we we always want to say up front, especially like your audience is so data focused. um, It's not actually like pounds or Newton meters of force that we're calculating. We can do that through like an algorithm based on like finger length uh, Mm -hmm. for the actual levers, but for ease of capture of this data, yeah. It is truly just a new unit. It's it's the amount of displacement. 
Uh, and then based on the length of fingers, we can calculate how much specific force, whether it's in pounds or kilograms, what that actual unit is. And we'll work with like the individual teams that we have or the individual athletes uh, if they really want to get specific on it. Uh, that being said, we we can get this data both it, like independent of time, which would be like our total force numbers, mm -hmm. and then uh, dependent on time, which would be like our rate of force production numbers. So how much force you can create over a set amount of time. Mm -hmm. That we generally use more on the performance side versus the total force numbers we're generally using more on the like injury prevention, rehabilitation side. Uh, there's a small divide there. Of course, there's overlap and zigzag between the two. But yeah. generally, that's what we've seen with our application of the device so far. And then um, like those metrics, like I said, it's both it's flexion and extension of all the fingers together as well as individually. And then both in ulnar and radial devi deviation of the wrist. So side to side actions of the wrist. Okay, now... I know you work, you know, you, I mean, you come from this world of the, you know, baseball, right? Pro baseball. And you work with a number of teams, but in so between, I guess, rehabilitation, performance training, uh, of all your customers, would you say it's more like it's a 50-50 split? Like 50% use it for rehabilitation, the other 50% use it for rehabilitation, I'm sorry, for performance training? Or what does that, that split look like? Yeah, and that's even a tough one to answer. It really is so dependent on the like individual client or organization. Yeah. There's professional orgs that we work with now that are bringing on FlexPro Grip specifically for player development purposes. Then yeah. there's others that we work with that are strictly on the uh, rehabilitation side. Yeah. Then there's others that kind of treat it as part of their arm care or like post throwing work. Mm -hmm. And it really is across the board. It doesn't matter whether it's at the high school, college, professional level. Yeah. There's high school groups that only care about their guys throwing better pitches and throwing harder. Yeah. Uh, and then there's other high schools that just want every guy to be healthy. And if every guy makes it through the year feeling great, then they feel like they did their job. And that's the same at every level. And I don't think there's a right or wrong answer there. So the, I mean, the easiest way to say it is like, yeah, you're probably right guessing about 50-50, mm -hmm. but uh, the way that we cycle our training with FlexPro Grip yeah. is all of those sides are kind of getting sprinkled in at different times during the year. It's just what their number one focus is or which uh, like training cycle they might spend the most time on. So if you don't mind, I'll dig a little deeper on that, just kind of yeah. like breaking it down. Like, for instance, like the baseball season, it's really easy to talk about it at the college level because there's the really distinct spring season. Mm -hmm. Then summer, you have your options of either going to play summer ball or dedicating your summer to getting better or developing. Yeah. Uh, a lot of our college users will use that summer stretch mm -hmm. as their like player development time with flex pro grip while they're also trying to throw harder, gain velocity, develop new pitches. So then when they go back to school in the fall, they cycle back into more of that like strength phase or rehabilitation phase or injury prevention phase. And then during the winter, they'll go back on a performance kick. They'll really try to maximize everything they can, just like a big leaguer prepping for spring training, trying to make the roster, 
uh, and just be the best version of themselves as the season comes along. Okay. Then we hit a maintenance phase once we get into the competitive season. That makes sense. Now, uh, how would you summarize the biggest benefits, right, for teams, especially baseball, to use your product? What would you say? Yeah, uh, I think the number one benefit is getting objective data to the forces that the muscles that actually can support the UCL. Mm -hmm. um, like you getting that data and being able to apply it, whether it's to assess readiness of an athlete, uh, the fatigue rates of an athlete, or giving them benchmarks in the rehabilitation process. Uh, you can think of like the data that we're capturing with FlexPro Grip. Again, like I said, with force plates earlier, but much like using a radar gun, you can use a radar gun in the stadium setting to know how hard a guy is throwing, whether he's on, he's going to dominate tonight, or you can use it just to benchmark where an individual is at in their rehab. Maybe you don't want that athlete throwing over 60 miles per hour yeah. when they're in their first couple days of throwing on a return to throw program. This is very similar. So rather than just doing like manual therapy or holding a guy's fingers uh, for manual resistance with flex pro grip, we're getting the actual data behind that. And then we can scale their on-ramp as they get back to full health. Okay. And I'm assuming your, your, your device software, software, especially understand after a while the baseline of each athlete, correct? Yes. Yeah. So we have baselines and then we can, it operates both uh, for the right and left hand. It's an ambidextrous device. And as a result, if we have a hurt athlete, we can still get data from their non-dominant hand or their unaffected okay. side and transfer that over to set targets for the injured side. So if you didn't have baselines at the start, we can always just get them and use percentages that are widely accepted in the sports world, like roughly 110% uh, of what you would have on your non-dominant side. We can mm -hmm. use that data on the dominant or the hurt side as we're scaling the athlete back. Okay, now another quick one for you. The, uh, what are the things that the teams like the most? What is you know what I love this about your product? Typically, yeah. what do you say? Um, so we we can hit that on a few different sides. Um, I'll start with the objective stuff. Yeah. First and foremost, they're getting data that they haven't really had before, and yeah. then it enables them to not necessarily pick answers to things, but mm -hmm. it gives them these new rabbit holes to go down. Right. It's like the introduction of track man to baseball or to golf, yep. where all of a sudden you have like, oh, we have the launch angle uh, coming off of the batted ball or off of the club face. And all of a sudden there's so much that can be learned from it. That's that's kind of the stage we're in right now with Flex Pro Grip being on the market for just under a year mm -hmm. that um, the data is really exciting but we don't always know exactly what it's pointing to just yet. I would say that's where most of the teams are. Uh, they love the fact that a guy can say he is tired mm -hmm. and, or say like he is feeling something and we can provide objective data to that subjective feel. But then uh, the other thing that coaches are really loving is we now have very specific arm care for an uh, for a part of the body that was never addressed previously. 
you know, we could stick our hands in rice buckets or we could hang from a bar or just yeah. pinch things, but there's no data behind that. It's really hard to make um, educated decisions. It's just all based on feel, not anymore. Um, then more on the performance side, the piece that coaches love is that not only do we get how much guys can squeeze, but mm -hmm. how fast they can do it. As a result, we're starting to see correlations between that improvement of how fast they can apply force and how well they can spin or move a baseball. Okay. Now, uh, now, if you look at the customer, the team that uses your product today, right? For example, in the MLB, mm -hmm. how many times a week do the team typically use it? And then also I was wondering how many devices per team typically, or do you have a team or does it vary? It varies like crazy. Okay. And, um, it's it's simple to start with that training question you asked yeah um the teams that are utilizing flex pro grip for training they are doing it usually between two and four to five days a week yeah the four to five days a week are generally going to be more in the off season or lighter throwing periods then in season they're generally going to be training about two days a week yeah. uh, just kind of hitting that minimum threshold to make sure they maintain everything they gained in the off season. Then we have- and then, uh, sorry, and how many, so for each session, say three or four times a week, I think. Yes. How, what, how much time, how long are the sessions? Are oh, uh, like sessions, minutes, minutes? They're like eight minutes long. Okay. Um, they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty quick. Uh, we're, we're not trying to take up your whole day with this. It, it literally is just doing like forearm work in the weight room, yeah. just with, way more uh structure to it and specificity okay. to it um but then uh going back to the question so teams are somewhere in that like two to four ish day a week range mm -hmm. then we have some teams that utilize flex pro grip just for testing and they'll do it as like an intake for guys that they either signed or got from uh free agency or at the draft and they might just do like a once a month check-in yeah. Um, and they're, they're utilizing flex pro grip. They might not have as many devices, yeah. but then they will be, uh, utilizing it to make sure that their weight room programming is coinciding with the benefits that they can see with flex pro grip. Okay. So that takes a little bit of creativity, but that's how they're scaling it, uh, as, as they move forward with the new technology. Then uh, when you said like how many devices yeah. uh, a team or an org might have, we have we have orgs that have uh, maybe like some that have a device available for every pitcher if they want it. And then other orgs, they do it at very specific um, or for very specific users or projects. They might. Uh, run like a very small study with a guy or maybe five guys at a time and they would only have like one to two devices on staff and then just send it to different affiliates as they go and uh, so if, I, if i ask you and that helps so thank you so how many what's the highest amount of devices that a team ever asks you to you know to get i'm just yeah curious. uh we we have one organization that has 100 devices 100 100 of them yes wow. okay well, that's a lot <laughs> um, but, uh, most most of them are going to be kind of in the uh 10 to 20 devices at the professional level yeah and then at the college level 
Uh, we have junior colleges that have one device for their entire roster. Yep. And then we have some of the, like the bigger, like top 10 programs that have about one device for two pitchers per team. Okay. Uh, so if they have 20 pitchers on their roster, they have about 10 devices. Okay. No, that, that makes sense. Now, uh, you mentioned earlier, you know, we, we need to do a bit more, I mean, you get the data, right? But we bring mm-hmm. my next question. So I, I was talking to, uh, a major I mean, MLB team, right? The, at the MLB meetings. And one of their comments was, we always like to, to work with companies that have, you know, published some research studies, right? Uh, because it, it relates to, is the technology, mm-hmm. you know, uh, validated, right? Is there any research to back it up? So have you guys published any research to date? Or if not, are you looking to do that in the future? Yeah. Uh... Our, our first bit of research, and this is like very simple, it's hard to even call it a study, yeah. but uh, we, we had uh, actually my co-founder, Daryl, he put on the Flex Pro Grip device and he did EMG testing with the device on. So okay. fine wire EMG, okay. the goal was to make sure that the very muscles that we say we target with Flex Pro Grip yeah. are the muscles that we are actually innovating. Yeah. Um, and with that, Answer was yes. We did that at uh, Virginia Tech, so VCOM, their uh, osteopathic medicine college up there. Uh, they're, they're our research arm for a lot of what we do. That was, that was the first step. Yep. So we know that the muscles that we say we target are the very muscles that we are actually working. Then uh, we, we did a smaller scale uh, spin rate trial with eight minor leaguers during their season back in 2022. Uh, those eight minor leaguers saw significant spin to velocity ratio gains, uh, spin rate gains, uh, compared to the control group, which was 45 healthy pitchers from the same organization during the duration of the study, um, who saw a 0% gain, which is what would be expected. So it was a 4% gain versus a 0% gain. And the industry would expect a 0% gain. Then we ran that same study back with high school and college athletes this past summer Mm -hmm. um, over a slightly shorter time frame. So instead of two training days per week for 13 weeks, we did three training days per week for eight weeks. So instead of 26 total sessions, it dropped to 24 total sessions um, over a slightly shorter time frame. And that group saw a 4.6% gain across 46 total participants. Um, and it was at different sites. So it wasn't all just at like one location. Uh, all of this was backed by TrackMan. So we we are getting very confident that FlexPro Grip can be used to increase the speed at which uh, a pitcher or any thrower can apply force with their fingers. Then effectively when they pick up a baseball, meaning that they can apply greater force longer or faster to impart more spin and more movement on the ball. Okay. Uh, so the, that's been the early research. Now we're uh, underway with Virginia Tech mm-hmm. and Wake Forest. And then there's an MLB team that we actually have. Uh, we're in the midst of some meetings now getting them involved with this study. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is more going to be a longitudinal study focused on the health side with Flex Pro Grip. So number one, it's to look at how uh, much of a change we can create in the musculature uh, that overlays the UCL. So not just 
are we going to support it, but how much can we support it? Then as we grow with the study, we're going to start to add in other components like can it be uh, utilized to impact swing speed on hitters? Yeah. Um, tying back in that rate of force development stuff for pitchers. Uh, so we really like the direction of where we're going with the research. And like, yeah, we don't have anything uh, clinically uh, or we don't have any clinical trials yet at this moment, but that's mm-hmm. what we're in the works of right now. Well, I think it's it's all part to you guys, right? I mean, in fact, today we just published, I don't know if you saw this, but kind of a framework to evaluate uh, technology companies. Oh, no, I didn't read that yet. So, uh, it was uh, published by an organization. And it's actually really well defined. I, I like how they, they framed it, but I can send a link if you want. Yeah, um, I would love that. And then also, you know, we look, you know, from, for us, research is very important. In fact, on our website, we actually have a session about studies and any studies that vendors have published, right? Because that's what the teams want to also look at. So, uh, you know, whenever you have something available, let me know. Um, yeah. Well, in, even if I can add something on that, yeah. um, and I I tend to forget even mentioning this, so I'm glad you brought it up or you uh, kept us on this topic. Yeah. Um, everything that we've done with FlexProGrip has been pulled from research that that's just publicly available. Oh, really? Uh, that's like, it's not like we just kind of like witch doctored this together yeah. and figured like, let's hope this works uh it was taken from research that's on pubmed published by mm-hmm. glenn fleissig or matsuo or kubo all the uh, keith Barr, all these incredible researchers that have pushed the industry forward yeah. whether it's just in baseball whether it's in tendon health mm-hmm. whether it's uh, like muscular loading tendon loading and without their research we wouldn't be where we are So what we always hang our hat on is that if we are wrong with the way that we train uh, these very muscles that we're focused on, it likely means that the industry as a whole has been wrong for the last 25 years. Because all we did is take what they did, did a meta-analysis of it, applied those principles to the creation of this device. And like if if that means we're all wrong together, so be it. But we, there's no way that we think we reinvented the wheel on this. We just took stuff that was there and applied it to a new method of training. Um, uh, that's great that you guys did that. So that's super important, right? Just like when we built the platform at Upside, everything we built was based on also feedback, you know, from the teams. What do you guys want us to build? Same mm-hmm. that you guys looked at the research and say, you know what? Let's think about those things to build something that makes sense, right? Um, yes. So, hey, uh, now I know you guys are focusing on baseball, obviously, right, today. Could we imagine a future where you guys could also have your product being used by, like, cricket teams, for example? Yeah, definitely. Uh, and when you when you shot me the email and wanted to talk about 2024 plans or the next yeah. 12 months, I got excited because these last couple of weeks, we've had some really cool meetings. We actually yeah. just announced our uh, first uh partner in the softball world and the college yeah. softball world recently um they're blowing it up really excited for some things uh right. um aaron dixon is a pitching coach aaron at, dixon, uh, really? georgia tech uh she's a pitching coach at georgia tech she's doing incredible things uh, she really believes in what we can do in the softball world uh so we're working together with her to yeah. to really grow this and i mean the softball world works in crazy ways just um 
Aaron sharing uh, her experiences so far with Flex Pro Grip has led to uh, a lot of people in the softball world who are very interested. That's so true. definitely going to try to get uh, get some traction in the softball market in 2024. Um, and we've begun the the push for tennis and physical therapy. Those are probably going to be the three that we start to uh, like run those races a little bit. And why, why tennis in particular? What's the reason? Um, tennis, particularly because of the tennis elbow injury, which is oh, yeah. uh, lateral epicondylitis. Although uh, not that many of the overall lateral epicondylitis cases are actually tennis players, it's still an industry that loves technology, invests in training, and because of the nature of tennis, much like golf, where players are in charge of their own careers, yeah, it's it makes it much easier to kind of get in on the ground floor because the ground floor is one specific player instead of trying to get in with an organization oh, yeah. and trickle down from the top. That makes sense. Now, before we go back to your plan for, for, for this year, can you how would you summarize your competitive advantages today? Uh, do you yeah. have any competitors today? <laughs> well, it, Flex Pro Grip is kind of in that blue ocean territory a little bit yeah. uh, because there there isn't much training or objective data that's being collected at the fingertips. Um, so competitive advantages, like it's cool. We're we're kind of setting the standard for this part of the industry. Yes, it's a niche market, which we understand. Yeah. However. Um, we're taking what's already been done or the roadmap that's been paved from force plate, from velocity-based training. There, there's obviously a world where all of this very advanced, a very specific, but very applicable technology plays and is continuing to help athletes get better in all realms of sport. So we, we feel very uh, confident or comfortable being like the leading push uh, or like the leading horse in this part of the industry. So, I mean, truthfully, competitive advantage is being first. Yeah. Like that, that's exciting. Um, and then um, may, maybe it's like a little bit of like feeling good about like myself or the others in our company. Um, I think we do have a competitive advantage in baseball, just the fact that we've been in baseball. Yep. Like I played, uh, we have some good connections, and as a result, it puts us in good positions to have conversations. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say, like, I wouldn't value it more than that, but we feel like our foot's in the door. And to an extent, I, I think that is a competitive advantage. That being said, that's something that we're lacking a little bit, um, whether it is in the softball world or maybe with other sports where we're not quite as well connected at this point. Yeah, but hopefully, you know, Aaron and some of your connection can help you get into the space, right? 100%. Now, are you allowed to say, uh, like, maybe how many MLB team you guys are engaged with? Yeah, uh, so we can talk about we can talk about the number, can't necessarily mention all the teams. Understand. But um, we are working with about five sorry no it's now six teams yeah. uh directly with the organization okay. then we have uh users within about 15 of the organizations so there there's some uh orgs that we work with directly 
And then there's some players that are in other organizations that we also work with that they either sought us out or they were connected to us in some fashion. Okay. Um, now, what? how do people, I mean, let me just take a step back. So what is your business model? Meaning how do people also buy your product? Uh, also, what are, the, what are the price points? Yeah. Uh, things like that. So, um, FlexPro Grip scales all the way down to an individual. We have kids as young as nine years old using the device right now. Okay. Um, the the device is seven hundred forty nine dollars, and then as you buy more, we like for organizations, there's like a bulk device discount. Yeah. Um, but then user accounts start at either fifteen dollars a month or twenty five dollars a month. And the difference between the two is just whether you get the rate of force development technology or not. So with that speed, that like force speed combo, that measurement, the rate of force development, mm -hmm. uh, that's the extra $10 a month. But um, you're all like no data is ever going to be deleted. The data is yours. When we work with organizations, we generally have blinded data. So we're not seeing specific players. Uh, and then there's a dashboard component as well. Uh, that we let the organizations, if they want to tie that into a purchase, they can. That's great. Now, you talked a little bit about your plan, right? So, for example, getting into more like softball, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, what are your big plans for, for this year? Is it to maybe introduce some new products, obviously getting into new sports, um, maybe to raise some additional money? I mean, what are your plans for this year? Yeah, um, I, we have a few in different realms with the device we're making a big aesthetic change but not so much a technological change yeah uh, i know when you were at when we ran into each other at the mlb winter meetings you got to see two versions of our device which was uh the version which has velcro yeah. versus our newer version which has like snowboard bindings mm -hmm. effectively that better strap it to the forearm it's more comfortable it's way quicker yeah. uh, so number one from that side is getting all of our current users retrofitted mm -hmm. to the new design. Uh, so everybody who has a device to date, we are going to put them on the new devices. It's not like that's going to be an additional charge for them or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, we always want to be taking care of our users as we scale up our technology or scale our design. Um, then, um, like softball, like you said, so it's growing in these new markets. Obviously, we want to do that uh, slowly but surely yeah. uh, in a very comfortable way. Softball, just because of this new partnership, sounds like it's that's going to be the first one we tackle. Yeah. And if we don't necessarily get to the others, so be it. Uh, we definitely like we're still a smaller company, so we want yeah. to uh, scale in a way that we can handle. Then on the technology side what we're working towards is methods where we can better score the data that we are getting. So it's not just uh, like, oh, great, you completed this training session or this test, here's your numbers. It's providing the coaches, the players, the athletes with a better sense of what all that data means or how it might compare to so other what? So what, you know, what does that mean for me? Instead of having just getting the raw data, um yeah that makes that makes sense yeah the those would be the big ones on the uh hardware side software side and then from like a market standpoint is like kind of trying to 
wedge into those new spots. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, last question for you is what like what's the best? We've got lots of team listening to the podcast, baseball, uh, you know, other mm-hmm. sports. What's the best way to reach out to you? Email, website, what's the best way? Yeah, um, you can find us at flexprogrip.com and then our socials. So Instagram and Twitter are the same. It's flexprogrip, all one word. Yeah. Uh, and then as far as email goes, you can get us uh, either at info at flexprogrip.com or amoro at flexprogrip.com. That's A-M-O-R-E-A-U at flexprogrip.com okay well that's great so look uh, we are at the end of the podcast but i want to thank you for your time today and, and good luck with everything thank you very much julian really enjoyed it no problem thank you thank you for listening to access past episodes and other research articles and analysis of sports technology please visit our website theupside.us subscribe to the upside newsletter and receive full access to our sports tech business letter and website Royalty-free music is provided by ibaudio.com. The Upside Podcast provides timely insights and interviews with global leaders in sports technology. Until next time, keep looking to the Upside.